It's September 28th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottnor. Our top stories today. Four so-called referendums have ended in Russian-held regions in Ukraine. Votes which Moscow will likely use as grounds to annex more territory. News agencies run by the pro-Kremlin administrations in Donetsk and Luhansk are reporting that up to 99.23% of people voted in favor of joining Russia, a number which would be impossible in a free and fair election. The polls were denounced as a sham by Ukraine's government and its allies. In the absence of international recognition, the process was not independently monitored. If Russia annexes the four regions, which Moscow does not fully control, it could take the war to a new and more dangerous level, with Moscow portraying any attempt by Ukraine to regain them as an attack on its sovereign territory. As we are recording, there are reports coming from South Korea that North Korea has fired a ballistic missile toward its eastern waters the day before a visit by U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said the missile was launched Wednesday, but gave no further details. It was the second missile launched by North Korea this week. Harris is to visit the demilitarized zone separating the rival Koreas during her visit to South Korea. The launch also comes as U.S. and South Korean Navy ships are conducting drills off the Korean Peninsula's east coast. A report released yesterday by Meta said that a social media influence operation originating in China targeted American voters of both major parties. The activity, which ran between November 2021 and September 2022, used fake social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to peddle partisan messaging on hot-button topics like abortion rights and the COVID-19 pandemic, often targeting swing states like Florida, based on Meta's analysis. The year-long effort to sway U.S. voters marks a step change in how Chinese actors operate online, shifting away from purely trying to influence American foreign policy. Despite its failure to attract legitimate American social media users, the China-based influence campaign centered its efforts on the ongoing partisan divide between Democrats and Republicans that has only deepened ahead of the midterm elections. In my opinion, we shouldn't be relying solely on the quality of Meta's security team to prevent influence campaigns from America's competitors. While this effort proved to be ineffective by the Chinese government, that does not mean that the next one will be. We need to create a new regulatory agency or identify who currently has responsibility within the government to prevent these influence campaigns from further damaging American democracy in a way that's consistent with the First Amendment and the goal of a free and open internet. Elsewhere, the EU has said leaks in two major gas pipelines from Russia to Europe were caused by sabotage, but stopped short of directly accusing Russia. Deliberate disruption would result in the strongest possible response, said the head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen. Ukraine earlier went further, accusing Russia of a terrorist attack. 
the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said he thought the leaks would not have a significant impact on Europe's energy resilience. Neither pipeline is transporting gas at the moment, although they both contain gas. Mr. Blinken did not directly accuse Russia, but said it would be in no one's interest if they were caused deliberately. Cuba is completely without power after Hurricane Ian pummeled the west end of the island, its government has announced. The electrical system is experiencing total collapse, officials said, after one of the main power plants could not be brought back online. Two people were reported dead and buildings were damaged nationwide. Hurricane Ian intensified into an extremely dangerous Category 4 system expected to slam into Florida's southwest coast today. As of 5 a.m., the National Hurricane Center said the storm had 140-mile-per-hour sustained winds and 165-mile-per-hour gusts, was located about 75 miles west-southwest of Naples, and 105 miles south-southwest of Punta Gorda, heading north-northeast at 10 miles an hour. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, already widely considered Saudi Arabia's de facto ruler, was named prime minister by his father, the king by royal decree on Tuesday. The prince, often referred to as MBS, was previously defense minister within Saudi Arabia's government. The king also promoted his second son, Prince Khalid, from deputy defense minister to defense minister. The crown prince is a leading figure in the kingdom's Vision 2030 plans to transform the country's economy and energy infrastructure. He also has sought to tout social reforms such as allowing women to drive cars with some conditions. But the modernization, which critics say Saudi Arabia has only made modest progress on, has been accompanied by a continued crackdown on civil rights activists, the irreligious, and others expressing dissent to the Islamic monarchy. Kazakhstan will guarantee the safety of Russians fleeing their country as Russia moves to conscript hundreds of thousands of army reserves to fight in Ukraine, President Tokayev has said. Tokayev's remarks came as Kazakhstan's interior ministry said nearly 100,000 Russians had crossed the two countries' shared border, measuring 4,762 miles, the world's second longest land border since Russia issued what it called a partial mobilization order last week. Tokayev said his government, which has refused to support what Russia calls a special military operation in Ukraine, will discuss the growing crisis directly with Moscow, a traditional ally. In lighter news, a main man made the estate sale discovery of a lifetime when he paid $75 for a framed page of Latin script and music notations that turned out to be a 13th century manuscript worth up to $10,000. Will Sideri said he was at the estate sale in Waterville when he spotted the framed page and it reminded him of something he had seen during a course he took on medieval manuscripts at Colby College. Sideri who bought the page for $75, showed it to his former professor, Megan Cook. Cook sent photos to a friend and fellow academic, Lisa Foggin Davis, and they both agreed it appeared to be a piece from the Beauvais Missal, a manuscript written in Beauvais, France, in the late 13th century. Despite its worth, 
Sideri says he has no plans to sell it. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Angela Stent, author of Putin's World, about the latest news coming from Russia. If you aren't a member, go to the dsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>